Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast, your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Once again, it is indeed time to level up. And with me this week, as always, we have the DG crew. We have the PC Gamer, the Prince of Pre-Orders, the Sultan of Steam. He's a mercenary flying a sophisticated combat craft, facing down megacorps through fierce air fights in diverse environments. <laughs> it's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Thanks, JB, for having me. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely amazing, mate. Uh, it's uh, good to be with you. Uh, also with us, as as per usual, we have the gaming chef. During his last visit to Sarasa Land, a jealous childhood acquaintance by the name of Wyman put an evil spell over his private island. It is Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Simon. This is a reoccurring problem for me, Joel. Everyone always is putting spells on my private islands. That's why I can't get to them anymore. Well, you know, you've got the the six golden coins there. Uh, you need to get to them, but uh, you know, it's it's always an an, an evil, jealous childhood acquaintance that uh, you know doesn't allow it. Uh, finally, yeah, we've Brian. got <laughs> we've got the Nintendo Queen. <laughs> You'll find her gaming either in the Kino room at the pub or with a Nintendo Switch in her hands or both. It's Casey C-Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C-Mac. Thank you very much, Joel. And how has our week in gaming been? Have we uh, managed to, to smash out a bit of, uh, bit of gaming time over the Easter break? Yeah, um, yeah, I'd like to say, oh, sorry, you, you go, Ferg, if you've been playing something, because I've just been picking up Fortnite again for fun, because why not? Because I don't know what to play, because I tried playing Ghost Runner, and um, that requires a full-time job status of time to learn how to play, so <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, yeah so I'm actually in the same boat. I am... Um... Sorry, Joe, I was going to say, I've actually just jumped back into Fortnite for the first time in a long time as well, Dearly. So, unfortunately, I spent my Easter in ISO. So, I mean, the silver lining was there. I played a lot of games, and Fortnite was one of them. So, I was a big OG Fortnite player back in, mm. uh, I don't know, chapter one, season two to about nine, and then yeah. haven't didn't really touch chapter two and three. So, yeah, played a so, lot of Fortnite along amongst other things over the Easter break, and now it's good to get back into it. So, what is it about Fortnite at the moment that's uh, pulled you all back in? Is there uh, are they running an event, or is there something specific that uh, has got you got you interested back in it? Yeah, the thing that's caught my eye is the no build mode, Joel. Because uh, I mean, all of these kids that we started playing and I say kids because there were legitimate 10 year olds who could function <laughs> a keyboard and mouse better than I could um, got so good at building. It just became unfun. Like it wasn't fun anymore to play because you would try and fight someone and they would just build a tower and then shoot from the top and game over. You've yeah. spent half an hour waiting to get into a match and you've spent one minute out there. There's this no build mode. And I was just playing it then before I came in um, to, to do the podcast with you guys. And, um, it's kind of fun. You just run around and if you die, you die. It's fun. You don't have to worry about all the extra, you know, code that you have to basically know in order to uh, beat people in this game. So it's cool. It was really weird. I made it in the top 50 and I was just like, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. No, it's good to hear. And uh, good to hear you. you're back into the fortnight. You're enjoying it. Um, well, I think... Uh, I think it's probably a good point to uh, kick off and uh, start with this week's news. Hey, listen. We've got. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. We, we've actually got um, some some news that's that's come out uh, about Amy Hennig and Skydance uh, announcing a new Star Wars game. So this is courtesy of our friends at uh, IGN. 
So uh, Amy Hennig's obviously very famous for being involved with the Uncharted series of games uh, over there at Naughty Dog, and she's getting another crack at making a Star Wars game years after Electronic Arts pulled the plug on Project Ragtag. Now, what's Project Ragtag, I hear you say? Well, thanks for asking, because I'm about to tell you. So, Project What is it, Joel? Project <laughs> Ragtag was actually a code name for an untitled third-person action-adventure video game set within the Star Wars universe. It had been under development by Visceral Games since about 2013, and it was set to be published by EA before its cancellation in 2017. So it was a linear game about a large-scale heist taking place in the wake of the events of uh, A New Hope uh, in the Star Wars universe, obviously. And um, Motive Studios and EA Vancouver had assisted the game's uh, development, but uh, Visceral Games was actually shut down by Electronic Arts on October 17th of 2017. And the game's development was rebooted by EA Vancouver to become an open-world title. Um, despite going through all of this, um, the project was all cancelled in the end. So uh, no no dice on that one, uh, Amy Hennig. However, um, while this, this new one is looking very promising, um, it's just one of several Star Wars games in development uh, at the moment, including Jedi Fallen Order 2, Star Wars Eclipse, and the Knights of the Old Republic remake, and apparently several others. So... Uh, uh, what do you guys think about this one, uh, about uh, an Uncharted-style uh, Star Wars game? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I think I was reading somewhere the other day, JB, I think there's eight Star Wars games in production or something or in development or being thought about, which is it's a good time for Star Wars fans. There's a lot of content either coming out or just recently come out, especially, I think, you know, with Mandalorian and Boba Fett TV. But yeah, no, I think it's exciting. I think all the projects that Amy Hennig's been involved with have been, you know, like you said, the Uncharted series, a lot of games that have got fantastic storytelling and obviously the story has been a huge part of those games. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what this looks like and how it comes to be. So yeah, can't wait. Hopefully it doesn't get shelved. I'm just imagining, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, playing a game uh, as a Jedi and just sort of uh, climbing around the place, uh, similar to your Nathan Drake, uh, you know, swinging from uh, from poles and and trying to sort of uh, stealthily make your way through like a like a star destroyer or something something like that. Like I don't know. I think I think um, it, it'd be really amazing. I mean, similarly, I think it'd be amazing if Nathan Drake had uh, force uh, abilities and a lightsaber, but. Um, that's uh, probably a little bit too much to ask uh, of um, Naughty Dog. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen for this one. And uh, I reckon that um, Star Wars Eclipse, which we saw some some footage of only uh, maybe a month or two ago, I mean, that looks pretty amazing as well. I'm not so excited for Jedi Fallen Order 2. Um I mean, we've spoken about the the love hate relationship I had with Fallen Order One. You loved the first one, didn't you, JB? Well, I th- those, the slugs in the forest. Oh, for goodness' sakes, that that one was uh, number two. Absolutely, the most frustrating uh, <laughs> Star Wars game I've ever played. But ah, uh, uh, you know, maybe I just didn't give it enough of a, <laughs> a enough slack. I, I don't know. Um, so moving on from that, um, Ferg, I think you had some uh, some information you wanted to talk about regarding Halo. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think maybe it was a week ago some reports started servicing detailing a Halo Infinite Battle Royale mode. Um, so yeah, that they sort of surfaced, I think it was about a week ago, some first cut rumours around this this development from Halo Infinite. Um, basically they were coming out and saying that, you know, there was a battle royale mode in development and it was said to be sort of compatible in size and scope to Call of Duty Warzone um, and that the developer certain affinity was going to jump on board and support it with content long term. Um, obviously when that came out, there weren't any real sort of firm sources to the rumour thrown at it, so there was a bit of an asterisk around you know, how legitimate some of this stuff being reported was, but in the last few days, there's been some um, substantial more information that's been uh, discovered, and it's pretty much all but confirming that, yeah, the 
it's it's true. There is a battle royale mode on the horizon for Halo Infinite. So, is it likely to be um, a live service Infinite model leaks. similar to Warzone, like uh, you know, where where sort of that component of the games downloadable for free and then funded through you know um, buying skins and weapons yeah. and things like that, or um, have they revealed any can, of those details? Can, oh well. There's no details on that. This there hasn't been an official confirmation of this. This is just stuff that people have um, either leaked in data mines. But I can imagine. So I mean, that's how pretty much every battle royale sort of game is sort of. That's this live service model. They're all sort of running and they're free to play. And you know, then you they get your money via battle passes and skins and unlockable unlockables and stuff like that. So yeah, so the Infinite Leaks team, which is a, a group on Twitter that you know are notorious for data mining. A lot of this Halo Infinite stuff released some information over the last couple of days and they basically released two major chunks of information. And the first one was um, in relation to some of the game modes that sort of reared their head. Um, and the four game modes that they came across were titled Tanaka. And they're believing that Tanaka, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is basically the code name that they're, that they're using for the Battle Royale. And interestingly, I didn't know, but I found out that there's a, a X or a retired American wrestler called Kanak, called Tanaka, rather, sorry, who actually won, is famously, is most famously known for winning, I think it was like a 50 wrestler battle royale match. So, I mean, there's another link to the whole battle royale thing. So anyway, the, the four game modes were titled Tanaka Duos, Tanaka Quads, and there was Default Bots and Defaults. So that was the first bit of information they leaked. So, you know, straight away, they're your classic battle royale. They're all doing sort of similar things, you know, singles, duos, quads. Um, and the other thing that they sort of talked about and released was they found a whole stack of diff different game mode settings that were sort of explained and, that, you know, they covered things and titles and information such as, you know, respawning in a drop pod, bleeding out, containment zones, um, you know, reviving teammates and stuff like that. So, yeah, some interesting news. It sounds like it's all but been confirmed, though not directly by... 343 but it sounds like it's coming and um yeah a bit of an interesting time for halo infinite at the moment they sort of went off and had a really strong start with their launch their multiplayer especially but it seems like they're sort of running out a bit of a gas at the moment as far as you know the game's great but there's been a bit of lack of contact content and new maps and variety and stuff like that so um yeah i don't know maybe a battle royale mode in the and I'm not too sure when when they're thinking about releasing this, but maybe, yeah, this will jumpstart things again. And I think their goal would probably be trying to pinch some of the the player base from your Apex and, like I said, Call of Duty um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah interesting sure. news. We'll see how it goes. Could be the shot in the arm that the Halo franchise sorely needs, maybe. Here's hoping. It's um, Yeah, I mean, I jumped back and played a bit of Halo multiplayer today and it's... It's classic. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, I sort of was holding off on playing the game because I was waiting for the co-op of the campaign to be released, which hasn't been released yet, which was interesting. The game's been out since, I think, November, and there's still no co-op in the campaign. So I was sort of holding on jumping into it until that came out. But the multiplayer that I've played um, has been terrific fun. So they've got the basis for making a great game. But, yeah, we'll just see how they manage it. I think it's yeah it'll be interesting it's there's a lot of people doing the battle royale thing now and there's a lot of games that are doing it very well so you know it's a lot of competition you know like we've mentioned Fortnite, they've been around for a while they've got huge player bases and their games are you know unbelievably fun so to try and drag people away from the different royales that are out there it'll be yeah they'll, they'll have their work cut out for them but yeah time will tell to see whether they can deliver something which is interesting yeah absolutely yeah well, uh, over to some some other news that we've got, uh, you know, on the uh, on the old radar. Um, Simon and Casey, you've got uh, a bit of goss. Uh, you've got uh, surrounding Nintendo. Hey, listen. Oh, and <laughs> perfectly, yeah, well, well, well entwined there. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this, Joel? Have you seen this? Um, so. A lot of stuff going down at the moment in regards to a leak 
that has appeared online um, in regards to Nintendo Switch Online, that wonderful service that gives you very little and then expects you to pay quadruple <laughs> the amount of money for extremely very little as well. It, it, it's actually which really, really bad value. I, I hadn't Isn't looked at it, it for a long time, yeah. went back on there the other day just to see what was on there, and it's, it's just a, a smattering of the most second-rate SNES, NES, and uh, N64 titles you're ever likely to come yeah. across. And they it's want, appalling, isn't it? It's appalling. Well, they want the same sort of money that you'd be paying for, for like the premium membership on your PlayStation Plus, and it's just like there's no... This, it doesn't even compete. It's not even in the same ballpark. No. So no, Nintendo... Exactly. You know, I- yeah, they... I think the one good thing that um, Switch Online is doing is that they're. I mean, I mean, this is just a, a you know a little bit of a deviation, a little bit of a deviation, if I will. Well, a good thing that Nintendo Switch Online is doing is that they offer game trials where you can actually uh, download a full game and trial it and and play it all the way to the end if you want for a whole week or something like that. I mean, th- this is probably as good as it gets in in this service. Um, and then afterwards, you can download it for a. Uh, like a discounted price. Um, that's that's cool, but I mean, like we we get that sort of service with uh, with PlayStation Plus, and the games are for free every single month. But anyway, I'll, I digress. The point being, uh, there's a little leak. There's a little leak mm. this week. Uh, leaky waters uh, from the company. Leaky that, week. The leaky week that um, actually owns a plumber. So it's very bizarre that there's plenty of leaks at Nintendo. But um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, <laughs> Game Boy Advance games. Uh, look like they're coming to Switch. And the reason that I say this is because the leak entails that the official emulator for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance has been leaked online with a series of titles that could be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Now, this for me is a game changer because I think the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance, I mean, all the way through Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, one of the greatest catalogs for gaming of all time. The games are so good. They've aged well. There's so many classics in there. Um, and this is big news. I, I reckon if, uh, would you say if Switch Simon, Online picks up uh, Game Boy Advance. Would you say this news is too hot to handle? It's, it's too hot to handle. I've dropped it already. It's too hot. My hands can't handle it. House is burnt down. It's gone. <laughs> Wow. Well, <laughs> this would be a game changer for me. I'd, I'd get this. I'd actually think about getting the um, expa- uh, expansion expansion pass for the service, um, purely based off of this being added into it. Because there is just so many games I'd love to go and play again on the big screen. So this could be you returning to Nintendo uh, in a uh, small hut in the middle of the jungle, giving it a bit of uh, Hey Nintendo. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. I've got to say that's a that's a great little line to put in there because I love the little um the handshake that Arnie and what's his name do in that movie. Are they anyway, anyway yeah. I digress. Good news. I'm sure Casey has some feelings about that as well, considering Yeah, well I never really I never had a Game Boy Advance, so my feelings are not as excited. But yeah, like I'm I'm very excited for this news. I've got a little table here about some games that are coming. Well, not that are coming, that are leaked. So you've got, you know, your Harvest Moon, Kingdom, some Kingdom Hearts mm. games, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Advanced Tour, Luigi and Mario, or Mario and Luigi, sorry. Some, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I'm, I've ne- I don't have a nostalgic attachment to the Game Boy Advance like Simon does, but I can, I can, get, I can get on board. But, yeah. Had some we'll pretty see. good games on it. I remember having yeah, a Game Boy Yeah, I don't Boy know Advance why. I, my and... first, yeah, because I had the Game Boy Color and then I went straight to the Game Boy SP. So mm-hmm. I just purely to play my Game Boy Color games on the SP. Game Boy <laughs> SP. Why I got it. You son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a great yeah. little system. Yeah, yeah like I'm just flip, hoping a though. Flip phone, a flip yeah. phone Game Boy. Yeah, it was great because yeah, I, that, a, I um, could play my game, all my old Game Boy games on it because my Game Boy Color broke. I don't know, the batteries just wouldn't work in it. So I was like, oh, there's this new Game Boy that I can play Game Boy Advance games. And I just never bought it. I literally bought it as a vessel to play my old Game Boy games. That's it. So I never played any Advance. Yeah. So I am excited for this, if that yeah. happens. 
Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it reminds me, I actually, my Game Boy Advance that I owned was stolen. Um, this oh is, I'm getting off track here, but <clears throat> I think, Where I think is Wood it? and I both had, yeah, well, Wood and I both had Game Boy Advances and one day someone broke into our family car and flogged them oh. and we were shattered. But then here's the great thing, insurance, you basically replace them for a like for like. And at that point, the SP was out. So we all got Game Boy SPs. Free up. Good. Oh, our uh, Game Boys. So, yeah, that was quite good. That's great. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I thought um, about that for about 20 years, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me. Yeah. Well, so the Game Boy SP, hey? Wow. Um, all right. Well, we've got a little bit of news here. Uh, as well, um, uh, coming out about Sega. Ferg, you had some thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, early in the month, I think it was, Sega more or less announced that they were working on a secret and inverted commas super game that had been developed. But what we're, we've now learned and what Bloomberg is now reporting is that this super game is actually a series of AAA games. And the first two that are going to be set for release is my understanding of the of these, yeah, is going to be Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. So they're looking to do two reboots of these games. So um, for those who aren't familiar with those games, I think Crazy Taxi, it originally was launched as an arcade game. So something that you'd find in your local arcade, you know, store. And it was eventually ported to Dreamcast um, and... Yeah, same with Jet Set Radio. I mean, I remember these games and have fond memories of playing them on Dreamcast, and they're actually the only two games on Dreamcast that I remember. So, yeah, basically this report's coming out saying that these two games are getting reboots. Um, Crazy Taxi has reportedly already been in a year for development, um, still has a few years they're talking until it's been released. Um, And I think Jet Set Radio is in a similar boat as well. So interestingly enough... Um, the Bloomberg report also states that Sega are looking at for, at the Fortnite business model um, for both titles. So they're looking to have basically a live service with the aim of developing what they're calling a reoccurring revenue source mm-hmm. and build an online community. So, I mean, straight off the bat, that's an interesting note. Um, yeah, how and what that looks like. If Yeah, if you haven't played these games, Crazy Taxi was essentially... It was basically time on the clock and all you really did was just deliver passengers um, from point A to point B and you basically got points for how creatively you could do it. So that was basically (laughs) the game in a nutshell. And Jet Set Radio was kind of similar. It was basically an inline rollerblading skating sort of version of Tony Hawk's where you basically went around a map and um, you had to do things like remove graffiti and stuff like that. But as far as games, they didn't have a huge sort of, I don't know, story premise or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know what a online live service model would look like for these games, but either way, these were two classic iconic Dreamcast games. So, yeah, i got fond memories of playing these. So, interested to see what the remake's going to look like. Um, yeah, it, it's also interesting, and I think you might touch on this in a second, Simon, is that since... Um, Jetstar came out. It was sort of went a bit quiet for a long time to the point where another developer have actually took it on their own hands to develop what their game is called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is set to come out this year as well. And it basically looks like a direct knockoff of Jetstar. Like the similarities are unbelievable. So yeah, it's interesting that there's going to be a lot of content around this sort of IP, I suppose, coming out in the next well little future anyway so yeah i don't know do you guys have any fond memories of playing crazy taxi or jet force radio i think um pardon me i think uh crazy taxi for me was one of those games that um i never really got into Uh, i played it a little bit here and there if i ever you know sort of picked up because some of these games came to xbox over the years and so when we had an xbox you'd get demo discs and some of these games would come to to the Xbox via the demo discs and you could play them um, almost in their entirety, some of them. Uh, but, um, I mean, my very first memories are of Jet Set Radio Future. 
And I just frothed hard over that game. Um, I, I, I'm, I hate to double back, but they actually have really kind of compelling stories. They're really interesting stories. It's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's really about sort of rebellion. And that's what's really cool about it. It's set in this sort of futuristic Tokyo and it's all about this rebellion of street gangs and it's done in the most stylistic and funky way. The soundtracks are kicking. And um, I just... Oh, yeah. For me, I just I'm really worried about these games becoming live services. I just think, what are you going to offer? Like, are you just going to offer new characters and and different skins and different outfits and stuff like that, or is it going to be more of like an online based game system? And I think, well, how would that work in a in a Jet Set Radio sort of world when there is sort of a concrete idea and there's something that you're sort of fighting for the whole time. I just don't know how that's going to work. In Crazy Taxi, I can easily see that being an online service because of how tailored it is to that arcade experience. It's about that fast and and sort of simple gameplay that is meant to be drawing and and repetitive and fun and easy to get along to. Um, however, with, with Jet Set Radio, it just kind of... I just don't see how that's going to work. But, I mean, I'm sure they've got a plan in place and... I'm sure it will rake in a lot of users and a lot of money because it's an IP that everyone wants to see come back. But here's the thing is that like you touched on with Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is that Hmm. that game has the composer for the Jet Set Radio series doing the music for it. So this game is going to feel more like Jet Set Radio at this point than Jet Set Radio does. It feels like a much greater evolution um, you know, there's multiple things that you can actually use to traverse the city in, in that game, which looks unreal. You can use a skateboard, a bike or the roller skates if mm-hmm. you want. Um, I just think that that's a passion project, not a money driven money grabbing project that Sega is desperately trying to do in order to obviously bring some money back into the company, but also revitalize franchises and utilize them to use the people that actually want to play them. I just think that, to me, I can sort of see through it in that way. And while it, it excites me, I'm gonna, I'm way more excited about Bomb Rush Cyberfunk because, like like I said, it's a passion project. It's the same how I was way more excited about Sonic Mania when it came out than I was about Sonic Forces. It's a passion project. It's, it's fans creating the game that we always wanted. We always wanted that, you know, Sonic 4, true Sonic 4, and that's why that game was really exciting, Sonic Mania, because it was. We're getting a true sort of you know successor to jet set radio and i just feel like um it's a little bit too past the punch for sega to do it themselves but you know i don't know i, I might eat my dust and and my words in, in you know a couple of months to a year's time when we start seeing trailers and hearing more about it i don't know well, it looks it looks really cool though simo the bomb the bomb rush stuff yeah yeah it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with jet set i think i was calling it jet force radio before jet set radio yeah, it's interesting. I, I I don't really have any recollection of the story from when I used to play it back in the day, but what stuck with me was just how much fun it was just traversing that environment and just the soundtrack and, um, you know, just how much fun it was with, I think it was like a hip-hop-based radio station and stuff like that. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that one maybe has a bit more legs. The more I think about um, Crazy Taxi as a game, I'm not so sure. I think it was something... I think JB might have mentioned it a few weeks back when we we're talking about Breath of the Wild. And I was thinking, you know, you know, a crazy taxi remake. That was such a great game. It's got a huge nostalgia sort of element to it for me. And then I just thought, would it be a game that I'd actually play and enjoy today based on what it is? And mm. I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how they sort of, you know, pay homage to the original game, but bring it more up to date, make it a bit more... Um, dynamic than maybe what it was back in the day and i think of just off the top of my head if you think of like a game like grand theft auto there's like a taxi i don't know driving experience that you can have in that game on top of everything else that you do in the game if you know what i mean yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do as far as you know refresh it pay homage to the original game i I just loved i think it had i think off the offspring I think it was Bad Religion as well. Did all, did they were basically the only two bands on the soundtracks of those games, and it was just yeah, banging soundtrack <laughs> and a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't know. Will it bring the gamers we'll out to say Sega? You son of a bitch! 
This is just well. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I got well. fond memories. That <clears throat> were the only two games that I played or remember playing on the actual Dreamcast. The, the crazy controller and yeah, I remember just going around to a mate's place and we just play crazy taxi all day. Hey, hey, hey! Are you ready to play some crazy taxi? Let's make some crazy <laughs> money. Well, that's fantastic. Like, it's like uh, I was in the room. Yeah, I don't know. In 2020, yeah, in 2024 or five or whenever they think it's going to come out, am I excited to just, you know, drive people around in a taxi? We'll see. Yeah, we'll you see. are, Ferg. You son of a bitch. <laughs> are they going to call it Crazy Uber now or are we just going to stick with yeah. Crazy Taxi? <laughs> don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think uh, I think Uber's a trademark. Uh, we might need to uh, drop that yeah, one no, side. I'm we'll, glad that, that's it. that joke really fell on its ass as well. I'm really we'll happy. Get, um, we'll so get DMs from from the Twitter perverts if uh, you know if we keep uh, pushing the uh, the Uber. Um, Jeez, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying, Joel. You you son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> all right, all right. So we've come to that time of the podcast where we like to change it up each week, and uh, we've got a segment that we've uh, we've concocted this week where each member of the crew will take turns describing a game without mentioning main characters or the titles of the game, etc. And everyone else needs to guess what the game is. It's a segment called "Who Am I?" And without further ado. All right. So, who who would like to who would like to take this first? Who would like to take first go? Uh, what about what about what about Casey? We haven't heard from you for a little while, Casey. Would you like to have first oh, first sorry, go? So, so oh. Casey, Casey's gonna Casey's gonna read this read read out her her game. We're gonna let her get right to the end of her description, and then we're all gonna take turns and and see if we can guess. See if we we can guess what the game is. So, uh, so oh gosh, yeah, okay. everybody, you may, you may get it towards hey, the end. <laughs> all right, listen. okay, all right, everybody. In search of a fresh new start, you begin life again with only the clothes on your back in order to restore civilization in the middle of nowhere. With the help of others who are also in the in search of a clean slate. You work together to reap the empty land to rebuild an entirely new life. The harder you work, the more you strive to build relationships and befriend new people. Opportunities are open for you, such as restoring and stocking a beautiful large museum. (laughs) Your end goal is to create such an amazing community that famous pop stars will choose to visit you and serenade the residents and push awareness about this new livable haven. Thank you. Is it Sim You're City? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, I've it. <laughs> yeah, I've got it too. Did, you, I, did you, you get it? Go. Did you get it towards the end? <laughs> uh, I think I had it at the museum. Yeah, darn. I shouldn't have put that in. I thought I should. Yeah. I had a pop star dog, actually. An yeah, that's it. That's Animal Crossing. What a classic. It's Animal it Crossing. Animal Crossing. Crossing. Animal. Yeah. What again? Animal Bloody Crossing. I think I, yeah. C-Mac. You bloody son crossing. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I made it a little bit easier at the end there. I just I thought, mm, No, that yeah. was, that oh, was well. great. There you go, yeah. All right. Thank Who'd you. like to go next? Ferg. Ferg, what have you got for us? What have you got for us? Yeah, for sure. Hey, Mine's a little bit different. I'm going to rattle off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rattle off just dot points. Yeah. Um, I will use a character's name because I don't think it's going to help at all. But yeah, feel free to sing out whenever you think you've got it. All right, here we go. Who am I? I was released on 2011 on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 to both commercial and critical acclaim. I was developed by an Australian video developer based in Sydney who very interestingly, after the release of said game, faced several allegations of poor working conditions, which ultimately led to the developer going into liquidation less than six months after the release of the game. The game took seven years from initial announcement to getting on our shelves, seven years. It was... It was... It was well known at the time and 
acclaimed for its use of its groundbreaking technology called motion scan that captured every nuance of an actor's facial performance in astonishing detail. When the game was released, it was praised for its facial animation, the narrative, the music and world design, but its shooting and driving mechanics mechanics had mixed reviews. Super Mario 64. A BAFTA. <laughs> I know nope. this one. I think I know it too. Yeah, we both know this one. No, let him finish. We'll keep going so you can cement your uh, whatever. So it won a BAFTA Games Award for Best Original Music Score. Uh, just quietly, this is a game that I'd love to see a sequel. I'll throw it back to last week's conversation, I think it was. The game was re-released in 2017 on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Um, again, re- received some pretty good reviews. That was criticised. There was a lot of technical issues with the Switch and a lot of comments about how they didn't really change or improve much. This game was published by Rockstar, Rockstar mm-hmm. Games. Mm-hmm. So you played from a third-person perspective... And the game is set in an open world Los Angeles in 1947. You guys still got it? Mafia. Not yeah. quite. Knew it, no. knew it from the start. No, nah, nah, I knew it. When you said Australian game developer. I knew it from a motion capture bit. Well, I yeah. because I knew it from a lot earlier. As oh, soon okay. as you said uh, Australian developer, I knew that it was Bondi Studios and uh, L.A. Noir and... He's, um, he's on it. Yeah. Well done, Simo. Kachow. <laughs> That's well done. I almost did L.A. Noir. I was that close to doing it as well, so I'm glad. Well done, Steely. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay. So for anyone who hasn't played this game, um, essentially you play, as, I think his name is Cole Phelps, and you start out as an LAPD police officer and you basically rise through the LAPD ranks, um, solving detective cases in the patrol, traffic, homicide, um, vice and arson teams. Most of the cases were based on um, real actual crimes of that time period and you spend a lot of time interrogating sus- suspects, um, combing crime scenes and, you know, car chases, shootouts and, and what you have. And it's an amazing game if you've never played it. Go and look it up. So it's a, it's a ripper. Fantastic. I have some gripes with this game. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah? I have a couple. Yeah, I have some real gripes with this game. Oh, do you know the only, look, for, do you know why? Hmm. Do you know one of our gripes, I think it was just a tiny little bit in the game, that we were searching for clues and we picked this up a bl- we picked up a bloody knife from the crime scene. Yep. Covered in blood. Covered in blood from the crime yeah. scene. Thinking, oh, here we go. It's a clue. We picked it yeah. up and he goes, oh, doesn't pertain to the case. <laughs> and we're just like, pardon? So I'm he, thinking to myself, this is this, this is This is it. Here's the, like, here's, the, here's the murder weapon. The guy was stabbed. <laughs> he's right over there. The knife is right here. And I picked up the knife. It's covered in blood. And it doesn't pretend to be the case. We still make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's my only gripe. I actually really enjoyed the game, but Simon couldn't get over it. But there were some other things too. Like there was like some of these guys you'd go in and and you'd interrogate and they are clearly shifty. Like, (laughs) but they would be sitting there telling you their story and they're crying. And then it would go to this bit where you have to read their facial expressions and stuff that just look like they've just entered a new conversation in a different house. (laughs) So you'd be sitting there like, I don't know why, but she died and I loved her. And then they would like, as soon as that finishes, they just do this like real dumb face at you, kind of like, (laughs) like, I don't know, what are you going to do next? Come on, man. Am I telling the truth? Am I lying? Like, just come on. It's just, I think it's a great concept. But I, I think oh, I, I, I loved it. Stuff would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I love this game. But again, similar to you, I had a few sort of gripes where you go to a crime scene, and the first thing you do would be like pick up the word, like the murder weapon. And it's like, aren't we just contaminating the crime scene here? Like, what's going on? Like, there was always things like that. I'm like, that'd be the last thing you do is actually pick yeah. the weapon up and then just like run your hand all over it and contaminate it with finger <laughs> fingerprints. But anyway. All right. Here well, we go. You might love it. Simo. Simo. Hey, listen. Give us, give us your... Uh, you guys are going lo- to... Give us your game. This one. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Shoot. Get this. A, gen- <laughs> a genetically modified experiment gone wrong escapes from the lab from which he was created, having gained a sense of consciousness 
who decides to travel back across a series of islands to the lab he was created to save his girlfriend trapped inside and confront his creator, all the while trying to avoid deadly traps and creations sent by his creator to kill him. Who am I? Sonic. No idea. It's not, that... no, it's not Sonic. I didn't say it. Yeah, Joel. Did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Is that... Um, Sorry. Is it Jack and Daxter? Oh, it's definitely not Jack and Daxter. No, wait. <laughs> Can we have some hints as in what, what system, time period, maybe? This, this is a PS1 game. Has it been remade? It has been remade. Brush uh, and Clank. No, it's definitely <clears throat> not. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Katow! <laughs> well done, James. Yeah, that is Crash Bandicoot for sure. Oh my gosh. He was an experiment there? going wrong, was he? Yeah, yeah he was he an experiment. Was. He was wow. going to be a super weapon and then he went, it went horribly wrong and he escaped and then Cortex needs to kill him and so he decides to go back and save his girlfriend and and take down near Cortex. So, yeah. hala, hala. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, i to catch up on the lore Son of, of uh, a Crash bitch. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you ready for mine? Are you ready for mine? <clears throat> All right. All right. Here, here we go. Here we go. All right. Have you heard about this? Hey, listen. <laughs> All right. Stop taking my lines, James. <laughs> Awakening from a terrifying nightmare... A young man is brought before the leader and mentor of his village who is cursed and near death. Before dying, the leader gives the young man a gift and sends him on an adventure. The young man is required to obtain sacred relics from significant cultures within the kingdom he resides in, in the hope of securing what can only be described as a super weapon before it is claimed by another. When trying to claim said super weapon, he is tricked. The superweapon falls into enemy hands and the young man is imprisoned in a void of nothingness for several years before awakening much older and to find his home and kingdom all but destroyed and the land ruled by evil. A mysterious transvestite takes the young man under his wing and teaches him how to overcome the evil ruler of the now destroyed kingdom. The game culminates in the villain being himself imprisoned in a void where it is unclear whether yeah. he will starve to death or simply suffocate. What game am I? Oh, this is an easy one, Joel. <laughs> you, uh, an easy one? i got no idea. Can I have some more <laughs> hints, JB? Let, let, okay, let, I'll, 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 let, I'll let you stew on that, Ferg. You have some more hints. Yeah. Casey, any ideas? Is it Breath of the Wall? No. Ba-bow. Not Breath of the Wall? No. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Ferg, give give Ferg some hints if, if you really want to. Oh, I, I, it sounds familiar, but I don't have a definitive answer. Transvestite's got me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's such me. an it's archaic me, term. I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> it's okay. It's done. No, no, no idea, Ferg. Uh, no, I know Simon's no, no idea. Mate. I'll, I'll have to... Simon, yeah, this is the Legend us. of Zelda. The Ocarina of Time, for sure. I mean, I, I wanted to guess Zelda, but I couldn't definitely say which hey, one it was. I got, so. I got the right series. Right franchise. Yeah. From yeah. 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 That's Ocarina of Time. I kind of, of want to hear it again so I can <laughs> piece that together because I'm very confused. We'll put it in a keynote for you. Well, it's you can say transvestite, can't you? That's not... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's not I'm so confused. Everyone gets offended every minute of the day. It was, uh, I just don't know what you can and can't say anymore. I, I always thought that that was just a descriptive word for someone who dresses in the, the typical clothing style of the opposite sex. And obviously who in the game, Sheik. Um, so, so Sheik. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sheik is actually Zelda in disguise, dressed as a man who yes. teaches yes. Link, you know, the various songs to get into the different temples around the... Um, that was very um, good. That was very, very good. Very good description. I loved that. That was very good. I yeah. enjoyed At first, I thought it was a link to the past. That's what was like, bang. <laughs> it's not. I don't know why I thought Breath of the Wild, but anyway, I heard imprisoned and I just assumed Ganon. <laughs> for everything. Yeah, cool. All right. Who's got another right. one? Who's got another one? Anyone else uh, want to jump in with another one? Yeah. You got one? <laughs> All right. I'll hit you. I'll hit you. Here we go. You're going to hit you with some. 
Can right. we hit you with something? All right, hang on, hang on. Right, go. Okay. So, I've got two more, by the way. Oh um, so, a gang, as gang wars break out through Tokyo, an underground radio station details and leaks information about a corrupt government and police force and details the street gang he believes will make the most waves and take down the corrupt government, creating turf wars in a hope that the gang will fight back and take control. Uyakasha. Uh, Streets of Rage. No, get out. Sorry. All right. Yep. This isn't the uh, the story I can't remember for Jet Star Radio. Chapow! <laughs> Jet Star Radio is the radio you'd be listening to on uh, on your Jet Star flight, but Jet Set Radio, Kachinka. Jet so, Set. Well Sorry, I've, I've butchered the I... name of that. <clears throat> I bought the news on it, and I reckon I gave it the wrong name about ten times. So probably. Yeah, but you have that, like Jetstar online about a hundred times. Yeah, so who knows? Fine. We might get a sponsor out of that, Fergus. So <laughs> Fergus Hamilton. Yeah. If Uber, if Uber are listening, <laughs> if Uber are listening, <laughs> oh. Jetstar are listening, sponsor the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. All right, all right, all right. I got, I got another one for you. I got another one for you. Are okay. we ready? Are we ready? Strap okay, yourselves okay, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready. Strapped. <clears throat> all right, all right. <clears throat> hey, listen. Okay. An invertebrate being suddenly finds himself granted a range of superpowers, including anthropomorphism, when he stumbles upon a futuristic suit of armor powered by a range of futuristic weapons. <laughs> The suit, this is great, Joel. Stop. The suit of armour, which is assumed to be controlled by an artificial intelligence of unknown origin, forcefully removes the protagonist by grabbing him around the throat and clubbing enemies to death with him. Things, however, take an even darker turn when he is forced to fight beings many times his size, including a psychotic bird, a reigning monarch with hideously deformed buttocks and anus, and a family pet with a thirst for murder. What game am I? I've got this one, but I'm going to let everybody else guess before I say it. Ferg. Because I've got it. Nah, I, I need more hints. It sounds familiar again, but uh, nah. Casey, C-Mac, come on. You got this. You got the this. The first thing that I... The first, nah, I don't have it, but the first game I thought of was Worms. That's what I thought. Wow, you are so oh, close. So close. Am I? You are literally yeah, dead. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Classic. Well done, Ooh. Simon. Well done. Classic. Oh, well, well explained. As soon as he said he gets into this suit of armor, I was like, yeah, for sure. It's Earthworm Jim. That's fantastic. A time. Has anyone else got another one? Because I've got one last one, but uh, I'm happy to I've hold got, off. I've got a really short one. All right. If let's... you want to do a really short one. Simon right. knows it, though, so he's not allowed to guess. All right. So, Simon, yeah, you're, you're out. He's out. Right. I'm out. Right. <laughs> you lose already. All right. C-Mac, C-Mac. I don't even know if you guys have played this. Fire. Okay, it's very short. Okay. A man who was wrongly accused of vandalism is sent to jail only to escape and desperately try and improve desperately try and prove his innocence by cleaning up the town. What <laughs> game am I? Parappa the Rapper. Nope. <laughs> Sounds like a Nintendo game. Ooh, why, does, why does it sound like a Nintendo game? Splatoon. Yes, it is. No, that's very good. That was very... No, it's not Splatoon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Very Even good guess, town. though. Oh, I got nothing. Mm. A lot of people have nah. said um, this, this game did inspire Splatoon to a degree. Oh, really? Yeah. It, so. it was on the GameCube first. It came out on the GameCube, and it was recently brought out um, on the Switch as a um, remaster. Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. <laughs> what? Okay. No. Is that a game? I still got nothing. Yeah. It yeah, is Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine. Mario Super Mario Sunshine. Wow. Yeah. No. Well done. Nice. Nah, I didn't think you. 
Nicely played, yeah. C-Mac. That was great. Thank you. Didn't even Thank didn't you. even get close to that one. All right, all right. I got one for you. Simon's Simon's uh, Simon smashed me down on all of these ones. So uh, here here we See are on the, on the last one. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. Are I'm we ready. are we ready? Are we ready? I'm ready. We're ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. Hey. I'm ready. Listen. After the forced abduction of an infant child, a reptilian creature abducts the remaining infant sibling in an attempt to rescue the abductee. Using a combination of its own menstruation and asexually fertilised embryos as ammunition, (laughs) the creature fights through hordes of violent and destructive creatures, putting the infant child at significant risk. The reptilian creature is successful in murdering the abductor and leaves the infant children it has rescued in the care of a large bird who flies away with the infants where it is assumed they are to be delivered back to their human parents or fed to the bird's own chicks for sustenance. What game am I? I don't know what the hell that is. So, oh, I think you stuck. Hang on, Simon. No, 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 no. Say the very first bit again. The very, very first bit. The intro. After the forced abduction of an infant child, a reptilian creature abducts the remaining infant sibling in an attempt to rescue the abductee. Yeah. Oh, get <clears throat> stuffed. Go. This is, and I'm going to say the full title for your pleasure. <laughs> It's Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. It certainly oh, is. Oh, Simon, you need to get a life. <laughs> I do have a life. I built it with you, my love. <laughs> well, yes. Steely knows all. I know a few things in my time, uh, not things that can help me get by in the world. but <laughs> Steely, stuff. What, what can we yeah. say, mate? But, uh... Get to the chopper! Uh, oh dear wow all right well (laughs) thank you very much for uh for uh all of that uh guys it's uh, been an absolute pleasure and that's about all the time we've got for this week on the descending gamer podcast i have been joel jb fury and i'd like to thank uh, the other members of the dg crew we've got fergus fergamon hamilton thanks ferg Thanks, JB. We'll see you next week, mate. Yep, sounds fantastic. And also, I'd like to say a big thank you to Simon Steely McLaughlin. Thank you, Steely. Thank you so much, Joel. And if you leave me now, you'll take away the very part of me. <laughs> Ooh, baby, please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. No worries. They didn't leave me to the last, and I have nothing funny to say. Crap. And I'll last, C-Mac. last but not least, Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Thank you very much, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, as always, if you'd like to follow us, we are the Discerning Gamer on Instagram and Facebook. We are Discerning Pod on Twitter. And if you'd like to drop us a line, we are Discerning Gamer Podcast at gmail.com. So please feel free to drop us a line. If you want to leave us a review, uh, please do make it a good one. Uh, make it uh, red hot, too hot to handle. And we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Gotcha. See ya. Hold on.